and we're back with season two of seriously who cares podcast um today we're talking about seriously who cares about self-acceptance um just kind of catching you guys up on what i've been doing what i haven't been doing and kind of what's taking me so long i guess to start back um doing this podcast so stay tuned this podcast was created to bring awareness to mental health within the black community and to share my personal journey. This podcast is not to serve as therapy or a therapy session. If you believe you have unaddressed mental health issues, contact the local mental health care services in your community. Seriously, who cares? Podcast sponsored by Black and Depressed. So like I said, thanks for tuning in. If you're a new listener, thank you. Welcome. If you're an old listener, thank you for being patient because I do know on that last episode, I told y'all I was going to release an episode at the beginning of the year and I didn't. So my bad. But a lot has happened. A lot, but not a lot has happened um, since that last episode. A lot of changes, a lot of adjusting internally and externally. So I moved out of my apartment. And I switched jobs. So learning to adjust to what life is now versus the life that I've had for the past three years. And if you read my blogs, I believe I touched on this a little bit about how it was hard for me to adjust to the change. But I would like to think that I have adjusted still slowly but surely, but I have adjusted appreciating the boundaries that I do have now and the balance that I do have now between work and personal life so yeah so just a lot of adjusting and accepting where I am now so that's why the episode is seriously who cares about self-acceptance and so when I say self-acceptance I'm speaking on accepting my flaws um, appreciating my effort or whatever effort I put into things forgiving myself for my mistakes or shortcomings but still holding myself accountable and being critical the holding myself accountable and being critical is probably the hardest part but the most um beneficial part of the journey that i've been on and the work i've been doing um the past like five months or so holding myself accountable and being critical has helped me avoid learning some of the same lessons twice i'm just gonna say that so i feel like when you're when you're not critical with yourself i feel like you just accept your behavior your emotions for what it is and when you do that there's no growth like so just holding yourself accountable and being honest with yourself like accepting that this is where you are and it's okay It's not what you want right now, but this is where you are and look how far you've come or, you know, look how far you've gotten. Because like I said, we all make mistakes. And so we have to forgive ourselves for those mistakes. And even like with expressing myself, I sometimes still, I still do this, even though I've learned all the skills I can learn in therapy, um, I do still find myself shutting down and closing myself off and not having 
um, necessary conversations to express what I was feeling in that moment. I do still shut down. And, you know, if I don't hold myself accountable, I'll keep shutting down. So I've had to tell myself, like, you know, it was cool that you shut down in that moment because I'm pretty sure you would have snapped or went off if you did express yourself. But it's been two weeks. You need to let this person know how you feel because, you know, constantly suppressing my feelings is not growth. Constantly suppressing my feelings is not me being critical and holding myself accountable when I'm on this, you know, healing journey or, you know, trying to grow. Like, it's okay to accept your flaws and being honest with yourself and saying, okay, I do, I do shut down, but I need to be better. Or, you know, I do shut down, but I need to express myself um, more appropriately or more effectively. So, yeah, like I said, a lot of self-acceptance, self-reflection and adjusting um, have all been essential in my growth and in my healing. Um... And just reassuring myself that, okay, I can heal and feel, okay? Like, I don't have to, like I said, like, suppress my emotions. Like, I don't have to suppress negative emotions and keep it moving just to prove to you that I'm healing or just to prove to you that I've grown. Like, no. I know I'm healing. I know I'm doing a whole lot better. But I also know, like, I deserve respect and you're not finna play with me. Like, you're not about to take advantage of the path that I'm on. Or you're not about to take advantage of the fact that you know, oh, she's healing. She's trying to grow. She's not going to say nothing. or She's not going to do nothing. Like, no. Like, I have flaws and I make mistakes. And I have feelings. So, don't try it. Like, there's really no other way to say it. Like, just accepting your flaws and all. But still making that effort to grow from it. Making that effort to be like, okay, yeah, you... You relapse, but let's let's fix this, okay? So yeah, and I'm keep saying it, self-acceptance. Like learning and accepting that sometimes it's not, and this has honestly been the hardest one for me, y'all. Learning and accepting that sometimes it's not my mental illness. And I know somebody's gonna be like, oh, but you're an advocate for mental health. I know, I know. But sometimes, not just me, but sometimes it's not your mental illness. Sometimes it's your ego. And I had a talk with my therapist about that because I was like, I was feeling extremely unfulfilled. When I first moved and switched jobs um, and I didn't have my old clients and anything like that, I felt unfulfilled. Um, I felt extremely unfulfilled. And I told her like, it took me like, checking myself like like I said self-reflecting like precious what what are you doing like you walking around here sad moping you know not eating not getting out the bed till 12 one o'clock in the afternoon like what are you doing like you're not depressed by no means and, you know and I understand there's things called situational depression but sometimes the way we're reacting to situations and the way we're reacting to life's changes, it's not mental illness. And we have to accept that sometimes it's not a symptom of mental illness. Your behavior could possibly be a symptom of that mental illness, but that doesn't mean that you're having an episode. Um, so yeah, I may have cried because I'm unfulfilled, but that doesn't mean, oh, I'm automatically depressed 
or I'm automatically having a depressive episode. Um, I could be worried because maybe I made the wrong move switching departments, but that doesn't mean, you know, I'm about to have an anxiety attack or I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack. So knowing that every symptom is not a direct reflection of your mental illness, sometimes it's your ego because I do have high expectations and that sometimes shatters my ego, which triggers me to, you know, feel depressed um, or think I'm having a depressive episode. Um, Sometimes I feel like, oh, I deserve more than I've earned. And it doesn't have to be with just finances. Maybe I feel like I deserve someone's undivided attention and they're not giving it to me. Well, why do I feel like I deserve it? Did I earn it? Did I give them my undivided attention? You know, having those talks with yourself because sometimes it's not your mental illness, it's your ego. Sometimes it's not the fact that, oh, I feel so alone and so hopeless. Sometimes it's nobody's giving you the attention that you feel you deserve at this time. And now you're you're feeling alone or now you're questioning, you know, your self-image or your self-esteem or, you know, things like that. And and I hope no one's listening to this and thinking, oh, she's dismissing mental illness because I'm not because I live with it. But I'm also very critical of myself. And I know that sometimes it's not my mental illness. I know sometimes it's me. It's these expectations that I set on myself. It's me feeling like I deserve more than what I even worked towards or worked for. Um, And even like something as addictive, because it is addictive, as instant gratification. Um, And that can come from like being on social media, um, feeling like you deserve instant gratification for things that you do. And not saying that I was addicted to it, but I did enjoy the instant gratification. Like I did get satisfaction from that. And so realizing that sometimes it's not a mental illness. Now, if it happens for a long period of time, constantly you're having these emotions and these things are constantly triggering you or whatever, then you may want to talk to a mental professional and seek professional help because it could be symptoms and triggering a mental illness. But for me, because this is what the podcast is about, me and my journey um, and things that I'm learning along the way. So for me, for these past couple of months, when it comes to feeling unfulfilled, that has 100% been my ego. And I've had to check myself um, because of it. Because, baby, you're not sad because of your depression. You're sad because of that ego. So just accepting that. I'm human and I'm going to go through the same things as someone who doesn't have a mental illness. You know, just because I have a mental illness doesn't mean the mental illness is the reason for every emotion. Like just accepting that and learning that. Um, and that comes with like spreading mental health awareness. That sometimes it's it's not your mental illness. It's your ego. We fight the same battles of someone who doesn't have a mental illness. And I always try to check myself before I reach out to my support system. Because like I said, sometimes it's my ego and I'm not having a depressive episode. So before I even reach out, like, I just need someone to talk to. 
you know um and even though i do still reach out and say i need someone to talk to i don't say i need someone to talk to because i'm having a depressive episode you know if i want to reach out to you because i need support because my ego is shattered then i'll do that but i'm not gonna always use my mental illness as a crutch for why i'm having trouble battling my emotions or i'm having trouble accepting you know what i'm feeling because like i said sometimes it's your ego not your mental illness and also i've been very honest about being a work in progress i feel like i do better with managing my mental illness and managing my emotions when i'm honest about it like i'm a work in progress i'm figuring this out it's okay it's okay and this really helps with like my anxiety not so much my depression but my anxiety like i'm a work in progress it's okay it's okay and that goes back to accepting like your mistakes and your shortcomings reminding yourself your work in progress and literally every single day is a chance for you to get better every single day and that has helped me i've been really making an effort to get in front of my depression and anxiety and i feel like that's why the you know ego versus mental illness has been so important in my journey these last few months because like i said sometimes it's not my depression and i don't want to use a coping skill that would help with my depression or coping skill that helps with my anxiety when the issue is my ego because it's just a temporary fix like it's it's not going to do anything and then i find myself trying to use a different coping skill and then that doesn't work and i try to use a different coping skill and then that doesn't work and i feel like a failure because none of my coping skills are working but it's it's not my depression it's not my anxiety it's my ego and until i do something to fulfill that ego or stroke my ego none of my coping skills are going to work so i've been really trying to get in front of my depression and my anxiety by learning every part of me like not just what triggers my depression and what causes my anxiety attacks but what strokes my ego what shatters my ego like what do i need to do in these situations and how can i tell the difference between each one of these how can i tell the difference between when i'm feeling down because my ego is shattered and you know compared to how i feel when i'm having a depressive episode how do i feel when i had these high expectations and things don't go how i planned and now my ego is hurt versus my anxiety attacks because things didn't go as planned or you know something unexpected happened or i'm worried about what's happening you know what's the difference between those three things and accepting that sometimes they have things similar and sometimes they don't and trying to you know move forward and manage it but that's honestly what i've been doing like what is it about my healing journey that i'm okay with and that's my acceptance and what am i not okay with what do i need to change what adjustment do i need to make um but that's pretty much what i've been up to like i said a lot has changed but not a lot has changed um i've been doing a lot of internal work but still making times for things that i enjoy um still making time to do things that bring me joy My self-care looks completely different than it did a year ago. Completely different. I spent a lot of my time creating things. Um whether it's me drawing a picture and I'm not a good drawer, but 
I spend a lot of time just randomly drawing. I spend a lot of time writing. I spend a lot of time, you know, creating things with my best friends. I spend a lot of time rearranging, you know, my apartment or my setup of how I'm going to work in my living space. Um, I'm into plants and things like that now. I, I think... Yeah, last year I was riding my bike, so I'm still doing that. Um, my self-care looks like me calling out of work now, which is something I wasn't always 100% comfortable with doing when I was at my previous job. Um, so my self-care looks like taking sick days. Um, just accepting that I'm not who I was in season one, just going to be real. Um, I'm not who I was in season one, and I'm okay with that. I feel like I know myself more and it's not like, and it's not, I know myself more and the symptoms of my depression and my anxiety and how it works for me. Well, I know that too, but I know myself outside of that. And I feel like that has made me more comfortable with acceptance and that has made me more comfortable with being honest and that has made me more comfortable with checking myself before anybody has to check me but yeah so hopefully season two is something that you can still listen to and learn from or enjoy um the same way you did with season one if not I'm sorry but this is where I'm at right now I'm doing what I want regardless of how others feel, but I'm not being inconsiderate or anything like that or um, invasive or intruding on people's space or their healing. Not doing that, but I'm doing what works for me. I'm accepting that what works for me may not work for y'all. Um, and I feel like I've always been honest about that. Like, this is my journey. And I always encourage you all to do what works for you. Figure out what works for you. So if you are listening to this and you're just like, wait, what? Ego versus mental illness, what? Like, answer these questions. Like, what strokes your ego? What shatters your ego? How do you respond when your ego is shattered? Does your response fit the symptoms of a depressive episode? Where, oh, you can't get out of bed, or you're sad, or, you know, you cry, or you don't eat. Like, does it match the symptoms of a depressive episode? And if it does, then you know that, okay, this may be my ego and not my mental illness. So I just want to encourage you to, you know, work on some self-acceptance, some self-reflecting and learn to adjust in the best way that works for you and where you are in your life. So thanks for listening to this week's Seriously, who cares episode? Seriously, who cares about acceptance?